And welcome everybody to another episode of the Animaniacast. We recorded some tunes, put a man on the moon for more words than we care to recount. Sent the Phoenix to Mars, built electric cars, and polluted a shocking amount. Skipping can now we survive, not sure how, it's getting real hard to keep track. There's Wikipedia, smartphones, tablets, unmanned drones, pick your own genomes, ride-sharing sheep clones, earthquakes and cyclones, valleys of silicone, gluten-free vegan scones, head with your milestones, keystones and sword thrones, high-end payday loans, cyclones, testosterone, everything must go. But at least now, us waters are back! We are back, baby! And welcome, everybody, once again to the Animaniacast. This, of course, is the podcast that is dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs, as well as other shows within the Rugerverse, such as Tiny Toon Adventures, Pinky in the Brain, and Freakazoid. But today, we are talking about another episode of the Animaniacs Reboot. Yes. This is Season 2, Episode 11, is what we're talking about today. We're going to talk about all the cultural references and gags that we feel like talking about. And of course, in the end, we're going to give this episode of the Animaniacs Reboot a Water Tower rating. I am Joey. And joining me once again is my brother, Nathan. Oh, well-timed interruption. (laughs) And across the country in Georgia, there's Kelly. Hello. Kelly is back from a journey through the stars, through the, through the, another galaxy and back we just talked about it all for our patreon and you could hear about kelly's journey to the halcyon Ooh. Ooh. and how was, was your fun. jet lag <laughs> um well since we went to disney parks afterwards it was pretty bad <laughs> it was pretty bad <laughs> pretty exhausting oh my goodness i'm well, still recovering <laughs> Well, to to help Kelly recover, <laughs> we're going to be talking about the 24th episode in the Hulu reboot. This, of course, includes the segments A Brief History of History, uh, Gerard, the Prisoner's Ger- – the Gerard, by the way, is the, the angry gnome. I just I, – I, Gerard, to me, doesn't make any sense. I just call it the uh, angry gnome in your mouth part two. Uh, there's the Prisoner's Dilemma, and then there's Masterpiece Theater, Beach Balls. And if someone were to ask you about this episode in just a few words, uh, I'd like to describe it for them. Uh, what would you tell them, Nathan? Um, oh, boy. Uh, well, there's a, it has a song in it. It's- it does. <laughs> it has a song in it. What a great description. Kelly? <laughs> Maybe you can beat him on that. What what would you say? Oh, um, there's a freaky villain that's like Willy Wonka and the Mad Hatter all meshed into one. There you go. It's just a Johnny Depp. There you go. No, but uh, well, before we get into our discussion of today's episode, it's time, of course, for our November 5th facts. Nathan has scoured the Internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe just doing this just a few seconds before I No, talk. I did this years in advance. I've oh, been... of course. Before they even announced. <laughs> in fact, he's going for season three of the of the reboot. He's already checking every date that it could possibly be. Could, and looking yeah, it could be any date. So you never yeah. know. Uh, so, Nathan, why don't you tell us uh, our November 5th facts? But before we do so, oh. we need our November 5th facts theme song. This is the November Facts theme song. It's kind of like some other song. I think I sang a song that sounded just like this, but then it didn't do this part, and then it didn't do this part. So it's a completely different song. Yay! That is true. Oh my goodness. That, that might be hilarious. called the November 5th Facts song uh, remix, maybe. <laughs> That's how you make it a different song. Yeah. It's a completely different song. Well, oh, Nathan, <laughs> tell us. We need what? a Spotify playlist of your oh, songs. Oh, yeah. I don't oh, yeah. Think that would do well. But yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We'd make so much money. 
<laughs> I hey, listen to it. We're on Spotify. I mean, I could just make it right. I don't know. How does, I don't. How does Spotify work? I don't know. I don't know. You, you say you say horrible things on podcasts like Joe Rogan, and then you get paid for it. I think that's how it happens. Anyway, <laughs> then why don't you tell us uh, what are some facts about November fifth that we should know? Oh, man. Okay. So, you know, there's a whole thing of trying to take over the world, which I guess is like a normal thing. But this one, there's like, you know, villains. There's like super villains, you know? Yeah. You know what that reminds me of? Uh, superheroes. And you know what came out on November 5th? Uh, the Eternals. <laughs> oh, God. The same day as uh, the and same year. So this is in uh, 2021. That's right. The Eternals so you, came out. You could have either watched the season, binge yeah. the season, That's or you could have uh, watched the Eternals. I'm not quite sure which way would be a better way to either spend way, three hours. Either way, there's super villains. So, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> the same amount of time. It's, uh, um, well, <laughs> I still haven't even seen the Eternals, actually. It's on. It's. It's fine. It's like it's like I, watching Justice it, League or something. Yeah. Like, it's probably about as good as that. And Justice League wasn't like the worst movie, but like to watch three hours of something like it kind of need should be better. I still yeah. haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know I need to. I'm really enjoying all the other Marvel stuff that's coming out. I just the Eternals. The moment I saw that trailer, I was like, I don't think I'm interested in this Marvel mm-hmm. thing. And then people said, yeah, it's OK. And I went, it's yeah. OK. Yeah. It's, and, I, and I said to myself, accurate. yeah, I don't know if I want to see this Marvel. Thing. Yeah, I didn't watch that either. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> um. Uh, well, okay. So also, uh, in 1940, the world in World War II news, the British armed merchant cruiser HMS Jervis Bay was sunk by the German pocket battleship Admiral Scheer. So it has a cool like. Those are like superhero names, probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, or and super villain names, you know. That's true. Uh, there was also the bombing of the Vatican also happened on November 5th. That was 1943. So that's a whole other thing. That's a very um, villainous thing to do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, uh, Nixon, he wasn't like the best person, right? No, uh, he was, he a, was... He was a villain of history. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was elected as the 37th president in 1968. So there we go. That's our super villains and super war trivia november 5th facts there you go (laughs) yay well uh thank you so much nathan for those facts and i think it's time to get to our variable variable verse right now uh today's variable verse was mirage mirage arcaney mirage arcaney and i guess they're playing uh dungeons and dragons right there something um that i have never played have either of you played Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, don't talk to me about Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, okay. <laughs> she had some bad experiences with Dungeons and Dragons. Pretty much. Oh, trigger yeah. warning for people who do not like Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> um, I guess there's somewhat of a game theme in these episodes-ish. In that, <laughs> this is true. This is true. I'm trying to uh, think if that was intentional of a yeah yeah i know they go from this to playing a game right in the next segment right there don't they and Mm. prisoner's dilemma can be considered a game math is kind of game. no i don't know it's not really (laughs) (laughs) well uh i guess let's just go ahead i by the way i apologize to any listeners out there that can maybe hear my my dog wesley barking he is i can hear him and I can hear I him too. Appreciate yeah, he, the apology. He's particularly uh, loud right now, and he's barking right outside the window that I'm recording outside of. Because shame on wants, Wesley. He wants to be on the podcast. Hey, Wesley, you're on already. Wesley, you're on, dude. You made it. Listen. Wow. Maybe he hears my voice through the wall or something like that. He probably does. I don't know. He's very upset at me. Anyway. <laughs> Well, let's go ahead and get to our first segment, which is a song, and it's called A Brief History of History. And A Brief History of History was written by Lucas Crandles and Timothy Nash, and this was directed by Eric Knutson. And in this, well, we get a song, we get a we get a song where Yakko explains the history of the world to these aliens who decide to crash the Warner's TARDIS. This is a very Doctor Who-ish thing that's going on right now, you know? 
Aliens go to doc, you know, it's, it's the, the Warners are time lords. We've said it before, <laughs> saying it again. We need to bring it back. The Warners are time lords. Anyway, the he explains they call him the Yak, I believe. Are you the one they call the Yak? It's Yak O, and it depends who's asking. Four plus four plus four eyes. We hear you are best at condensing complex information into catchy jingles. Well, maybe not the best, but yeah, objectively the best. You heard right. And uh, he explains to the, uh, the 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 aliens the whole thing starting from the the very beginnings of the universe up through the Big Bang and dinosaurs and how the dinosaurs got killed up until you know. Uh, Oh, you know, even creationist theory, uh, and and then going through the industrial revolution, uh, and uh, there they drop uh, the uh, I guess we could call it the S bomb, basically. Well, they almost they allude to dropping it. <laughs> oh, well, you put it on closed captions, it just takes out the T, but they say oh, S H I. So, I mean, it's there. Uh, in this song, so industrial next, its major effect to take us from town to the city. We might cause and build trains, machine plot our grains, and we treated the workers real. Sheep. How many more of your Earth seconds is this going to take? Well, time interruption. I'm- the uh, the aliens thank Yakko and just say, "Hey, when we all eat everybody, uh, you'll be." I don't know if he said spared, but you'll be like reconstituted into something or other. Yes, when we absorb the essence of all species on your planet, we will ensure your carbon atoms are repurposed for only the highest quality nutrient paste. Uh, some really great singing from Rob and some really some really nice verses. The one that came to mind for, for me was... 8,000 BC, creation theory would dictate the song should start here. Though most of our herd agree it's absurd. Some teach it in place of Shakespeare. And I thought that was a great commentary on uh, today's educational system right there about creationist theory and not uh, teaching evolution and stuff. Uh, but what did you guys think about this this opening song? Uh, Kelly, let's start with you. I I thought the lyrics were okay. Um, but it, it almost didn't really feel like a song. It, it mostly felt spoken. Um, didn't have a great tune to it or anything um but the animation was really cool it kind of varied a little bit here and there um so that was really imaginative um but uh you know it's just not what i i see myself memorizing or singing or anything but it was okay yeah uh nathan what do you i have some more comments on the song but nathan (laughs) what about you um, I like that it starts with, you know, it goes into some, you know, evolution, like single cell organisms and then evolving into different things. I don't know. It's but um, yeah, I don't know. There was definitely um, I wasn't a huge fan of the uh, rhyming city with a bad word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this will be fun. Um, yeah. Uh, I, the the whole thing reminded me of um, there was a a video from Britannic. I don't know if they remember that from like twenty years ago. And like, guys, like, tell me everything, and then he's like, all right, and then he's just just telling him everything. It's huh. it's silly. Britannic, uh, what's Britannic? Oh, I don't know. It's a uh, <laughs> some comedians. I don't know. Okay, They're like, do you you've never you never watched them? Oh my god, I don't think so. Um, um, apparently, it's ahead. a lot like the geologic ge- the geologic clock. Is that what it is? Um, by Randy Rogel, which I think was going to be uh, uh, a song on Animaniacs originally. And uh, let's see, I think I got the the co- something of it here on YouTube. Let's see if I can share this with you guys, and we'll see if this uh, sounds if you like it. Okay. So let's see here. I got this. I'm going to open this up. Share the sound. Here we go. This is by Randy Rogel. Let's find out. Let's see if there's any advertisements beforehand first. 
Yeah, well, this one, I remember sometimes I'd say, hey, song, I got an idea for a song. We like this one. We just, I don't think we ever got around to it. We just ran out of time. Yeah. But you asked me, the gentleman here, what was one of the hardest songs I wrote? This one was tough. And what I want to do is write a song about for, for Wacko, uh, Yakko that was just literally the story of everything. Like, tell That's how right. everything came to be. When you write so, everything out, you write a song about how everything came yeah. about. And, and so the idea was, um, again, this was never made, but what it was is you, you open up the early universe and you just see the primordial ooze. The primordial ooze, right. And, and this, is, this is called the geologic clock. That's right. It goes, what happened before history is still a certain mystery from long ago when people weren't around. Before the prophets and apostles, there were ancient things called fossils, which reveal the hidden stories of the many categories of creatures that were here before us. Woolly mammoth, brontosaurus, even a tyrannosaurus rex. The geologic explanation of the planet Earth's creation is something quite amazing and complex. For in one half billion years ago, my friend, in a time we call Precambrian, you see, yeah, some stellar gas was warmed and the planet Earth was formed, alone in space and empty as can be. And then that geologic clock, it started slowly ticking by. A million years just disappears in the twinkling of an eye. Things were slowly shifting, the continents were drifting, there were mountain ranges lifting, and four billion years went by. Tick-tock. Tick-tock, tick-tick-tick-tock, tick-tock. Along then comes the Paleozoic era. Paleozoic? Out of nowhere, life just suddenly appears. And soon there's seaweed, fish, and plants, and spiders, insects, ants, in a span about 300 million years. And then comes next the Mesozoic era. Mesozoic. Where the reptile population starts to grow. That's when the dinosaurs arrived, but none of them survived. The last one died about 70 million years ago. And that geologic clock, it kept on slowly ticking by. All right, I'm going to stick, I'm going to stop the clock right there because it's about a four minute song. But it gives you kind of an idea about uh, the what Randy would have done if he had written the song. Uh, it's kind of catchy. Yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Uh, I, uh, I mean, I think once it's like a full orchestra behind that and everything, when it's just a simple piano and no visuals, it's like, okay, I, I, I still liked it. I mean, you can't beat a good Randy Rogel song. And that mm-hmm. was, that definitely sounded like, gosh, they could have done that. The, the amount of Randy uh, stuff in the reboot altogether is much less <laughs> than yeah. we thought, especially when Randy made such a, like an early appearance in that uh, Animaniette thing, I thought, oh, good boy, there's gonna be a lot. There's gonna be a bunch of Randy Rogel songs, and there really wasn't. So, hmm. Anyway, what did you what do you guys think? If it would would you? It's hard to tell from that just sample that we listened to. But what do you folks think about the? Would you prefer preferred Randy's version or the? Oh yeah, I always prefer Randy's. His are <laughs> just always catchy and just hummable and great. Yeah, yeah, go Randy. Well, you can find that whole song on YouTube, by the way, everybody. So if you're interested in that, check it out. It's it's a uh, yeah, it's there. So check it out. Uh, and it's yeah, obviously <laughs> an anim- review. It is there. <laughs> it's there. Check it it's, out. Uh, and Animaniacs in concert. When I mean, I, who, I never knew that Nathan and I were so lucky to go there w- for that brief moment where they started it up again because they've had to cancel so many and reschedule so many dates now because of the Omicron variant and everything. So uh, once that gets started up again. Maybe, just maybe, you might hear that song performed live by Randy and Rob. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I really, the I got to go back to the the foul language in this one, which you go, oh, they just allude to it or it didn't really say it. Look, I can't play this song. It's, I can't play the song to kids in my school. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I would, I, it, I think this, it, it's just so frustrating for me that it's like you have like uh, what I thought for the most part is a very nice song talking about history but of the of the universe and the planet and everything like that. I really like the animation, the look of it looked really exciting and different. And then they do that and it's just like I now it's useless to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like uh I think the show is having trouble with figuring out how to do references to or, uh, you know or allusions to something um 
you know, dirty or something like that. Whereas the original show would just, it seemed like it got it down for the most part and you wouldn't have these kinds of issues. <laughs> I mm-hmm. don't think, um, like, you know, like, uh, the, the closest you got was the, the Richter scale, you know, the Richter scale joke, you know, with it's, it, it's kicking our asphalt or something like that, which mm-hmm. that's the closest one. But even that it's like, but that's just, that's witty in my opinion yeah, or like uh maybe like titty caca or something but like yes. that's like the name of the thing so that's it's not the like, name of the thing and it's yeah. literally it, and it's it's kind of the point is like there are juvenile uh like you know say the planet uranus you forgot uranus oh you know it's there and it's silly and that's what kids make fun of anyway just naturally um mm-hmm it's it yeah but so that's if it weren't for that i would really like this song unfortunately it's there and so i don't really like this song as much as i think i should (laughs) well at any rate let's go ahead and get right into our next uh discussion of the next thing with the uh angry gnome in your mouth yeah this is called the incredible gnome in people's mouths gerard he is the incredible gnome in people's mouths and Gerard was written by Jess Lacker, and it was directed by Eric Knutson and Kelly. What happens in this uh, segment of The Incredible Gnome? Well, uh, the gnome is now occupying a gentleman in a, um, a senior care home. And he gets upset, the gentleman, that uh, one of the, the aides, the nurses, is um, eating his pudding. Then... The gnome comes out and scares her and um, starts yelling at her and says, we need to take this up with your supervisor. Now, I'm sure if we just talk calmly about what happened. The time for calm talking has passed, sister. She boosted that butterscotch right out from under that baby boy's booger box. I'm sorry. I have low blood sugar and I don't get a lunch break. So I get irritable. You're irritable? I'm stuck in this old man's mouth that he quit brushing in 1972. And so the gnome starts yelling and says that... uh, the facilities in violation of one of the California laws um, that you need an, a break after seven hours of work. And so the lady's just sinking beneath her desk because she knows that uh, she's in trouble now. So then the, the aide gets her break and she and the gentleman are hanging out and eat. They're both eating the pudding and they're happy. Someone stole all the corner pieces. Hold on one minute, Mrs. Miller. I'm on my lunch break. You're welcome. So that was it. So this is in the in the vein of, you know, once again, like the Incredible Hulk or maybe the 10,000 year old, not the 10,000 year old man, the 2,000 year old. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm thinking Mel Brooks. I'm mixing Mel Brooks and the 10,000. Uh, what is it? I didn't even watch that show. Is it the million the dollar mi- man? The million, yeah, 10 million. Or the million dollar. I thought it was a six like million dollar man. Six there we million, go. Yeah, that's it. That's how much he cost. <laughs> he cost six million dollars. 20 dollar man. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, so, but yes, in this case, yeah, he's he's back. I, I was never really a, necessarily a fan of the gnome in people's mouths, but this is another one. You know, it was your favorite up, thing season one. You said, "Was he really?" You said that, yeah. When we I were, think you did. Yep. Oh wow! Well, <laughs> but, but, but compared to Starbucks and Cindy, and are you I talking about the other ones? Well, uh, but even not not like a favorite segments, like not no, no, like favorite the- favorite alternate segments. Oh, okay, well. Yes, Matt, I still like, I still stand yeah, by that. That didn't feature the the Warners. That was <laughs> I still stand one. by that. I still stand by that. Okay. Uh, I, yes. I think um, it was things that go bump in the night, Cindy oh and God. Starbucks, and that. I think there were, those are the only ones that didn't have Pinky in the Brain <laughs> and Starbucks and Cindy, and that was yeah. your favorite one. Well, anyway, and now I, you say you're not a fan of it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, uh, what did you folks think about this? I mean, there's not really any really you know, references to stuff, but what did you think about this uh, segment? Uh, let's see, Nathan, what do you think? 
Um, it was fine. It was about the same vein as the first one. I uh had no qualms with it. I th- I think uh yeah. 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 Uh Kelly, what about you? That's all right. <laughs> I, I will give you <laughs> I will give you one qualm I have. It's like he's there supposed to be helping the little person, right? But so and meanwhile he steals a little go scooter from this old lady who's then on the floor saying, Help. <laughs> and then That's he's funny though. And oh, it's so hilarious. And then he runs over the, the lady who is like uh the boss who did give in to the demands and then he just runs her over and squishes her and yeah, she kind of twitches that. twitches on the floor and at first i thought she was doing something bad again and that's why oh she deserved it because she was doing something bad no she's just taking like a cactus out to her car i don't know if she was being fired perhaps even like if she was just packing up her office like maybe she's like not only defeated but now she's also uh, crippled as well by being uh, paralyzed. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it is well deserved. Uh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I I did. I mean, it's it's a uh, hey, yelling is funny. That's what uh, I get from this uh, thing. Is that yeah, it's funny to yell at people. Um, I think I, it's still the same though. Uh, not much else I can say about it. Anything else you guys want to say about it? Um, no. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's move on then to the pinky, the main segment of today's episode. This is the prisoner's dilemma. And the prisoner's dilemma was written by Kathleen Chen and Brian Polk. It was directed by Katie Rice. Nathan, what happens here in the prisoner's dilemma? Oh, it's a pinky in the brain segment. Oh, man. Okay. So. Pinky and the Brain are off on another way to take over the world this time by changing all the traffic lights. I don't know if they're all red, then I don't know. There'll be chaos and no one will get to work, I guess. I'm working on a scheme to triple the length of every red light on Earth, causing mankind to go insane with road rage, paving the way for me to seize control of a world torn asunder. It's he he does it, I guess, like he at least in the area that they're in. It, all the lights are red and chaos is starting to ensue. But uh, along comes someone on a bicycle. We don't really see. And they get sprayed with this nerve toxin or some. They, they pass out. They're, they're asleep. They've been they've been kidnapped now. Um, and oh, boy, uh, they wake up and they're in this weird. Kind of like a fairy tale kind of utopia kind of utopian i don't know it looks kind of like cult alice in wonderland (laughs) cult kind of thing you must escape this horrendous place at once looks like wes anderson had a seizure at brooks brothers turns out they were kidnapped by a a super villain of doppler dopplerville uh and the 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 supervillain is named doppler so and he has he does stuff like weather and which is kind of like you know, the Doppler effect or whatever that is. Or the Doppler uh, radar. You know, the we've Doppler all heard radar. the Doppler go, yeah. radar and the rain is um, coming in. So he's he's uh, this evil master uh, of changing weather. And he, he names off a couple of weather things he's done in the past, but none of them have actually caused the, the world to crumble as he wants to do. Um and he's tr- so he's trying to gather all the supervillains and brains like, oh, I'm a supervillain. You think I'm super? <laughs> um, so he's quite, um, you know, flattered by it. And meanwhile, Pinky's just like, I'm hungry. <laughs> and he's like, oh, be quiet. Um, we meet some other uh, of these uh, supervillains that have been gathered. We have one that's like a, like a Mrs. Potts. Uh, her name's uh, uh, what? She's Mrs. Uh, Kettle. Mrs. Kettle. So instead of Mrs. Potts, it's Mrs. Kettle. There's uh Baldo Billions, which is kind of like uh he's maybe uh an Elon Musk or no, no, the, who's the other guy? The one that's bald. <laughs> Jeff Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Mr. Bezos. Um, and then we have a, a a super pilot uh who's really good and um I think that's all three of them, right? There was no other. No, that was yeah. Uh, that's all the time they had for villains. <laughs> we can't get it anymore. But um, the the idea is Doppler is going to set off this weather machine, um, 
and each person's going to have a specific role to play. So uh, Mrs. Kettle, she's going to uh, turn it on. Yes, <laughs> very important. Time, like very important. No one else could do this. Uh, <laughs> Phoenicia leather pants. Uh, she's going to fly up and make sure that uh, the coast is clear. I guess I don't know. She's going to seed the clouds. I thought. Like, oh, okay, the, the there we go. To make it rain. <laughs> yeah, and then um, the Mister. Oh, so uh, basically, then the hail is going to be so big that it'll destroy the world. And Baldo Billions will come over and he'll help build houses or something. And then they'll everyone will be rich. And then by default, they'll be uh, the most powerful, the most powerful things. But already Baldo Billions is already rich. So I don't really like right there. I'm like, what is he? <laughs> what? Like, I need to come in and help you guys get rich. Like, I'm already the default. Like, whatever. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Why am I helping you? There's so some you plot holes. Each person. I'm like, oh, is that person helping? Why? Like, <laughs> Once the buildings of every major city are destroyed, they will turn to Mr. Billion's Cruel Co. construction to rebuild, making us trillionaires and de facto rulers over a crushed world. <laughs> but, anywho, uh, yeah, they're off to it. Mrs. Kettle is good at poisoning people, is her thing. So, uh, as a, each of them have, like, super villain things they do. Um, but... Uh, brains thing he's gonna fly up in a balloon and pu- push a button <laughs> yes to make <laughs> that will make an umbrella thing. uh shield dopplerville so that everyone is safe so that after the thing then yeah then they're all good oh oh man but brain uh doesn't like this idea because he's like hey that's such a silly role to play but again mrs kettle's just turning on the machine you know i don't know she should be upset you know um i don't think doppler is doing anything although he did invent all the stuff so i mean whatever uh <laughs> <laughs> anywho uh the brain is immediately decides that he's gonna go uh talk with uh baldo billions and see if he can do like a separate thing on the side or i don't know but it turns out he's dead he's been poisoned and obviously the person to have poisoned him i mean you assume he's poisoned he uh because he looks he's sitting at his chair looking at the fire and he's dead there's some there's some tea next to him it seems pretty obvious no attention to the bump on his head yeah, it seems though <laughs> he must have been killed by Mrs. Kettle. Oh, she must be trying to take everyone out. Meanwhile, Pinky's like, I'm hungry. <laughs> okay, no, Pinky. All right. So we're gonna go, we're gonna set up a booby trap and with a bunch of butter, we're gonna make her slip and fall into the uh opens up the uh the walk-in freezer and she's already in there. She's dead as well. She's frozen solid. Oh boy. This must mean that Phoenicia Phoenicia leather pants, yes. the the uh, uh, the stunt double acrobatic pilot <laughs> pilot must be behind it all. Yeah. So they go and confront her, and they yell, and they say, "We know you did it," but she can't hear over the the sound of her own propellers. She just decides to take off. But wouldn't you know it? Her plane crashes. Oh man. Who could have done it? And we hear from Colin coming up behind them. It's Doppler. He's saying, oh, brain, you thought you were the most powerful, smartest man. But it turns out there's another one. And you're like, oh, man, is Doppler that powerful? And then uh, he points out that it was Pinky that took down everyone. Hey, God, brain, you did it. (laughs) You shout those rotten evildoers. What's what? But I didn't, Pinky. I didn't do anything to anybody. You tried your fuzzy, scuzzy best. But there was someone even more devious and dastardly than you. Someone who created a torrent of torment. No. Baldo Billions got, uh, he slipped, I think, on a, a, a grape or an olive, right? Something, Something like that. <laughs> Uh, Pinky was trying to get this food uh, and he dropped it and, and Baldo Billion slips and he hits his head 
on the bookcase, something falls and then he lands on his chair and he's dead. Oh my gosh. Meanwhile, uh, I don't know if this is all happening basically instantaneous. I don't know when this all happened, but uh, he, (laughs) we find out that also he went to Mrs. Kettle and Mrs. Kettle is going to get him some food, but then he uh, accidentally closed the door on her uh, and she uh, died. But then uh, cut to uh, Pinky's cooking some barbecue. So maybe he's going to get some food. Um, he's putting, uh, he's using the fuel though from Phenosha, uh, Phenosia leather. <laughs> Is it like Phoenician or Phoenicia? Yeah. Um, but she is going, uh, she, all her fuel is being taken for that. And when he goes to light it, there's a huge explosion. So we saw that in the, uh, the trailers. And yeah. so then she, her, she had no fuel in her plane and that crashed. So uh, it seems like Pinky is, you know, a genius and all this, but every time it's just him wanting food, um, you know, and uh, the, then uh, so Doppler's like, let's go have a little tea party without the brain. And uh, Pinky's like so hungry, his stomach is literally eating itself. Uh, they, uh, they have a little tea party, but during the tea party, uh, Pinky manages to knock Doppler into the ocean presumably Pop, killing him as well pops um, off a cork off the yeah, champagne and knocks him off as if uh, and then uh brains wonders maybe like was this his plan all along but Pinky doesn't even know what a plan is and it, it turns out that the weather machine has been activated and oh no hails destroying the city brain forgot to put up the uh, umbrella his one job brain had one job forgot to do it and yeah, the town's destroyed. We find out that tomorrow night they're going to try to take over the world, but Brain gets hit by a giant uh, hail ball as well. It just goes to show you, Brain, there are no small parts, only small packages. No, wait, good things come with tiny, easy to swallow parts. No, no, that's not it. Come, Pinky. We must go back to the lab to prepare for tomorrow night. Why, Brain? What are we going to do tomorrow night? The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. Hey, we get a little like post credit of Doppler. Uh, he's he's still alive. He's in the ocean. He's swimming up to a, a a giant piece of wood. There's already a woman on it, and he climbs on and he makes a Titanic reference, and that's how that's how it ends. Yeah, isn't that nice that we get to see maybe Doppler survive? Yeah, he'll be back reason? season three, maybe. Hooray! Why not? <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, when I the main thing you think of when you think of the brain, think super villain. Yes, yes right. Exactly. He wants to destroy the take over the. <laughs> I don't know what what does he want to do. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, more you can hear more of my thoughts about all that when in our Peter Hastings interview <laughs> from our last episode. But uh, I guess when it comes to, I, there wasn't really any of the other than the major people you just mentioned. No, really, other uh, I guess cultural references. Let's see, uh, they they did reference a, a traffic light party, which I had to look up and find out what that was again. Uh, but I guess when you go to those parties, you dress in green if you're single and ready to mingle. You wear red if you're taken and you're just there for, you know, to dance and you wear a yellow if it's complicated. And uh thought it was interesting that the that Pinky looked up and really hesit- looked up at brain a lot before he said it's complicated. Right ooh. there. Yeah. Ooh, there you go. Uh Pip is in it. Pip mm-hmm. is shown for a few seconds on a bus with the, I think it's take it easy cola or something like that. It's what the solar was. And um, let's see. They mentioned Will Smith. Watch me strike first in this war of wills. Oh, my money's on Will Smith. Or maybe Will Ferrell. No, no. Smith to win it all. That didn't age well. Yeah, that didn't. I don't know if uh, <laughs> people are really rooting for Will Smith these days. I certainly am not. But anyway, uh, that's, I guess that's it. Oh, there's a, a weird moment where... Uh, uh, Pinky says goodnight everybody like mm-hmm. Yakko and says I just did it I crossed over things are getting interesting it appears in this game I'm not just playing with myself goodnight everybody oh, what's it 
are crossed over. What does that yeah. mean? Does that? Does, does I think I think it's uh, the the fourth wall. Okay. Uh, okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I put fracture her spine? Question mark? Question mark? Why did I write that down? Did somebody say that? Probably. Oh, I was I think thinking. Didn't Brain say he was going to do that to Mrs. Potts? Uh, Mrs. Ms. Kettle? Yeah. Mrs. Kettle. Yeah. Which a little mean. Yeah, it's very out of character that he would say, oh, I'm going to fracture this person's spine. And also that, uh, and just the fact that, wait, are these people dead? It's so funny that we're watching a cartoon and we're expecting, okay, these people are dead <laughs> whereas before it's like you're, you're like we are watching a cartoon you know this is something where if the brain were frozen solid as a block you would not assume oh now the brain's dead <laughs> or the plane or, or he's in a plane and the plane crashes into a fiery explosion the brain mm-hmm. could walk away from that and go oh boy that was horrible it's just um the tonally the these um these later you know these pinky the brains are you know uh it's odd to me that they're 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 putting stakes on the lives of these characters so much and and, and you know for again, comedy for comedy for the sake of comedy and uh, boy oh boy was it funny what did you guys like about this uh, this segment uh, uh, Kelly let's start with you what do you anything you liked in this uh, this mm. segment I thought the world of Dopplerville was kind of visually interesting you know all the people and their red and white striped shirts and it's kind of creepy and um, had that sense of Alice in Wonderland a little bit and that the chessboard and just weird and, and creepy. So yeah. apparently, um, apparently this is something I did not mention. I guess it's in the wiki that the parts of the episode allude to the prisoner from 1967 that the Island, it, closely resembles the village yeah i haven't seen that movie so i haven't seen but. it yeah but the 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 text of the the prisoner is uh very much uh similar to today's title card um hmm. so it mm-hmm. seems like they're alluding it to makes that sense movie. Yeah. yeah and yeah the prisoner's dilemma to you know to add a word to well isn't there the, the i'm thinking of the queen's gambit that's the, the other thing because <laughs> there was a big chessboard. So I don't know exactly why they put dilemma well, on the Well, there's the whole thing of like you can't trust the other person is the whole prisoner's dilemma. So and that's kind of a I see. I yeah. see. Oh, so I have never heard of the prisoner's dilemma. Oh, before. you've never heard of no. the Oh, okay. see, exactly. So it's, there you go. That shows you like, how uncultured sw- uncultured swine I am. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I should go to prison more often, then I can go and find these things out. It was weird that Brain was calling Doppler dad. <laughs> I miss that. <laughs> um, I don't know. It just oh wait, seems... no, that's true. He did call him dad at one point. Like it was supposed to be like a, a, a yeah. He's like, well slip. done, son, or something. Yeah, yeah. Like it was yeah. going to be like something psychological going on with with brain right there. I do remember that now that you mention it. This is ridiculous, Pinky. I must prove to dad. I mean, Doctor Doppler. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, the prisoner's dilemma to, is like so. You have two people, and they can either help each other out. Uh, or you can backstab the other person. There's some like game shows that have done it where you can be like, oh, oh we, if we like, if we both say share, then we'll share it. But if one person says share and the other person says take, then the person that says take gets all of the money. And if you both say take, then none of you get any money. You know, that's kind of gotcha. like, it's yeah. like, that's one version of it at least. But I've complained all I can complain about this episode, uh, this segment of <laughs> Pinky the Brain. Uh, Kelly, Nathan, anything else to, to mention about it? No. All right. Well, um, let's move on yeah, to the no. la- last one then. <laughs> let's just finish this one up with Masterpiece Theater Beach Balls. Good evening, and welcome to Masterpiece Theater. It was written by Jess Latcher and directed by Brett Farron. Um, Kelly, what happens in this Beach Balls episode of Masterpiece Theater? I wish I knew. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, the um, dot is is telling a story, you know, in the light, in the vein of um, Masterpiece Theater, which I 
always makes me think of what is what did they call it when it was Alistair Cookie uh, when he <laughs> Monster Cookie Piece Monster Theater. Monster Piece Theater, <laughs> which was always great. But um, yeah, that was always funny too. That was always good. Well, Cookie Monster's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's telling a story, and it's like you know, it's it's dramatic. Love blossoms, and then she like throws this rose into the fire, and um, then she starts reading this book about yeah, beach balls. And the beach balls cost, I don't know, $5 or something, but they're on sale for $3.25 or something like that. And um, so then it gets into the story and these two people are in the store. I guess they work there and it's like zombie people coming in and they're, they're wanting the beach balls. You see the sign yeah, and they're on sale and, um, What's the guy's name? Carlos? Yeah, I think Carlo, so. Carlos, something like that. And um, so the the question of the book is is how much money does Carlos or Carlos save? And so the lady recognizes Carlo. Carlos, please get a hold of yourself. It's not worth it. You're only saving two dollars and twenty five cents. That was kind of the end of it. <laughs> Yeah, they showed like a teaser once again to an upcoming For next one. next week's, yeah. And, and what was next week's one, Nathan? Like I, Pinocchio? Yeah. But creepy. She needs oh, yeah. six rubber bands each for her seven uh, dolls. And then she needs to figure out how many rubber bands she needs. And then she hears six times seven is 42. And then they show creepy dolls. And then it fades mm-hmm. to us to black. Yep. Yeah, that right. was real hilarious. <laughs> I these these masterpiece theater readings. I'm just like they just are. I mean, it was cool animation. It was nice seeing different styles. I like the when he's when the guy was bending and and moving and stuff like that. Uh, that looked, was cool. It looked mm-hmm. cool. Like it was all. Was it was like, like the ring. Yeah, it looked really cool, but it wasn't funny. <laughs> like at the end of the day, it's like I'm here to watch something funny, and this is. I I just that's not funny. I don't. I'm sorry. Sorry, Jess Latcher, but I just didn't think this was funny. Uh, the first time or the second time. But what did you two think about it? Uh, by the way, Peter Griffin. You can see Peter Griffin, uh, sort of in this. Uh, yeah, Family Guy reference, and sort of some of the characters look like Scooby Doo. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, a Peter Griffin ish uh, looking torso uh, goes by the the screen, and it does look like Peter Griffin quite a bit mm-hmm. um but what did you to uh anything you liked about this uh, nathan you're the math major well i like that the math was more in, uh intense this time and they actually i think you learn more this time than the last one because the other one was like oh four minus two was the math and then they did two trains going at each other and there was no question they were just like oh one train leaves at uh this station going 60 miles an hour and the other leaves at 40 miles an hour and I was like, yeah, but like, we don't know how the distance, we don't know anything. Like, what's the question? They didn't get to it. Yeah. This one, they tell you six times seven. And the math <laughs> is a little bit harder than just doing. Yeah. Yeah. Know, they, there's, it's, um, it's probably fifth grade or yeah, third or fourth or fifth grade math, somewhere in that area. Right. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah, I'm sure I could give this math to some of my uh, middle schoolers, and uh, they, and they probably like, still want to get it. Yeah, yeah, some go, of them. And they say, "Why do? You, why are you asking me about beach balls?" I say, not, <laughs> "That's not the point." We we watched this together, and you were having a lot of trouble figuring out. Uh, the math. That's true. Yes, if you ever if you want to see hear us uh, give a live commentary on this episode, folks, it's on our Patreon. It'll be on our Patreon, and you can listen to us the the real. Real time reactions to the, <laughs> the the to how the jokes work on us for the first time we hear them and see them. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> uh, let's see, uh, Kelly. Anything else about Math Reviews Theater that you you wanted to mention? No. Well, let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating. <laughs> Out of five water towers, how many would you give this episode? Uh, Nathan, let's start with you. Um, I'll, well, let's see. I'll, I'll do uh, three. I guess it's fine. I did like that there was a song and Pinky in the Brain was in it. Uh, so <laughs> those are all like pluses. Um, 
and we had like you know uh another gnome thing so they're branching out with some things uh and the math did have the math checked out so there you go three three water taps all right <laughs> kelly what about you oh i'll go with two I okay just, it wasn't funny um it it wasn't any better the second time i watched it um yeah. and it, i mean and that's it wasn't horrible yeah. um it wasn't offensive really or anything it just it just didn't make me laugh it didn't feel i didn't feel any kind of way it was yeah. meh yeah I'm a I'm a meh as well, and for me that has to be probably a two or a two point five. I'll be generous and give it a two point five. But yeah, I can't. I like the song, but I can't use the song like in a classroom setting. Um, the Pinky and the Brain segment was uh, okay. I mean, I, I just found it boring and not funny, and also just and forget. And that's you know what I'm dropping it to two. I'm going down to Kelly because also. <laughs> Because then you throw into the whole thing about, like, the brain seeing himself as this supervillain and trying to destroy people. It's just like, this is not the pink. And then math was hard for you. And the math was hard. And the math was (laughs) when I was watching the – we were watching it also with kind of horrible audio. So I couldn't really quite understand we were (laughs) the thing the first time. But, yes, I was having trouble with the math. So two. Two for me. But uh, what did you folks think out there? Let us know. Send us an email. Let's go ahead and get to some contact information so they can tell us all about what they thought about it. Nathan, where can people find you online? Hey, Joey, I'm on Twitter, JangoFT. That's me. All right. Kelly, what about you? I'm also on Twitter, Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S. Or you can email me, Kelly, at BigShinyRobot.com. All right. And as for the Animaticast, we're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and some other places as well. And, of course... Uh, we're over at Discord for RetroZap. We're a proud member of the RetroZap Podcast Network. Check out RetroZap.com today for amazing articles and fantastic part- podcasts every day. And you can talk to us on our Discord. You can get a welcome link, which is discord.animaniacast.com. That way you can talk to us about Animaniacs or really to the RetroZap folks about anything pop culture you want. And it's a really positive place to go. If you're a super fan of our show, we'd love to get your support over at our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Animaniacast. This month, we have some commentaries, not just from Tom Ruger, but also from Peter Hastings, who watched some fantastic episodes that he wrote. And we had a lot of fun with those, and he gave a lot of great behind-the-scenes info. So check those out. Um, you can become a patron for just four bucks. You can get access to hours and hours of audio. And you can, uh, you know, cancel it at any time. And we, we appreciate your support. Well, that'll do it for today's episode. So, for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respected trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Quiet, Pinky. Both because we have to be stealthy and because you're an idiot. 